If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Now, Sports Talk with Broads. Here's Hunter Brody. What is going on, everybody? It's the start of a new week, and we're coming off of a fantastic weekend of Philadelphia Phillies baseball as they take four of five from the dreadful Nats. In that last game, it was a throw a game, a throw away game, excuse me. Michael Franco was hitting bombs, and Corey Knable was getting touched up. I hated their approach with Zach Eflin, and it seems that there is an issue with what's going on with his injury, and they just thought it would be a good idea to maybe get a couple innings out of them. I don't know if right now is the time to see if we can push it to three innings and we'll see if it's worse, we'll take him out earlier. I mean, what are we doing here, right? It's a little bit ridiculous in my opinion now. I know that it's not the same issue as last year when you dive into the NBC Sports Philadelphia article that Jim Salisbury put up there. It's more of bruising and things of that nature more than anything as significant as it was last season. But still, I mean, now they're questioning what's going to happen is next turn around the rotation and this and that where against the nationals on a Sunday afternoon after you already won the first four games is that the time to push the limit on what Zach Eflin can do when there's discomfort involved well you saw the outcome I mean he got annihilated Juan Soto hit a shot that thing was crushed and yeah I mean look Nick Castellanos out in right field when uh, Cesar Hernandez puts a ball in play to that side and he just looks very uncoordinated and not able to field the ball properly and it just became one of those games by the end of it. The biggest storylines is definitely the pitching out of that one as they lose 9-3. to You win the first four. I'm very pleased and very satisfied. I'm just pointing at Corey Knable questioning what's going on there because that was a, a tough, tough look for Corey Knable that we need him in those type of outings to look sharp. If we're going to have any sort of faith and any sort of belief in Corey Knable where he did look okay his previous timeout on the field. But that against this team? Woof. No bueno, dude. I don't know what the hell is happening with Corey Knable. And then the Zach Eflin health is somewhat always in question, right? Because that's a huge knock on the Zach Eflin career to this point. Is He doesn't look good, and then he 
becomes or it's public knowledge, it becomes known that there's something bothering him. He needs some sort of time off or he has to get something fixed. He cannot stay healthy. So something to study moving forward. There's a lot more talking points for me and what happened Saturday night in their two to one win in extras, because it's pretty obvious at this point that Sarantti Dominguez needs to be the closer. And I don't know why they keep flirting with Brad Hand. Brad Hand can do fine. Brad Hand is all right. Okay, he's not some bum. And I do have trust in him based off the fact that there's really not many that there's not that many guys to believe in as a community here out of the bullpen. Brad Hand, I would say, in a descriptive way, is sort of, I don't know, he just seems like he's a veteran that has old man stuff. That's kind of how I describe it. And maybe that's completely outrageous to you. But to me, it makes sense in my brain. I just feel he's a guy that has veteran bullpen old man stuff. But Sir Anthony has screw you attitude to his junk. Okay, he does. The slider of it. It's filthy. Triple digits. He has closer stuff. Brad Brad Hand has old man stuff. So it's time to pull the plug on anybody else except for Sir Anthony. And when you see this team take a lead with Munoz hitting a home run to left field, that thing was crushed. And you piss it away. It's devastating and it shouldn't be that way. Aaron Nola, I got to give a lot of credit to him because he has pitched way better than I would have ever expected this year. And he's back to being special. I could put that tag on Aaron Nola now. I don't care about the win loss. I don't care about how many no decisions he has. I do because I want the Phillies to win. But in regards to assessing how strong of a year he's having to this point, I'll tell you what, eight innings. And there were some fans frustrated with Rob Thompson for going to the pen. Dude, he threw 106 pitches or so after eight innings. I, I don't care that he wasn't getting touched up and in the eighth inning. No, no, no. I don't I don't care. Going to the pen is fine. It's a one nothing game. How about you pick the right person to go in to the game, which it's Sir Anthony Dominguez. Stop beating around the bush. Stop trying to get you cute. Stop trying to, to do things. I, I don't know why you're trying to do things to prove that you're right. Or I don't know why, but everyone can see this. There's one man for the job and it's Sir Anthony. Now that doesn't mean Sir Anthony is going to be perfect. He's not going to be perfect. Based off of all of your options, when you line them up, it's that one, Coach. Speaking of Rob, how about that picture that was on Bryce Harper's Instagram story? Oh, Rob in front, he's got the hat on and the somewhat of a baggier suit. You know that's going to be meme central as this team continues to win baseball games because they are going to. They have an off day today. Then they're going to be seeing the Texas Rangers before going to San Diego. Keep this thing rolling. No Bryce Harper with the blister. Something to monitor. Was an infection involved? And you could get away with this when you're playing a team like Washington, who's trying to backpick people off of first base. The ball goes flying into right field again. Odubel Herrera crushes one to center field. The ball just happens to not be caught. It goes off the wall. Now the Phillies have a little bit of fire to play with here. Right? I mean, that team is one of the most pathetic baseball teams I've ever seen in my life. 
Michael Franco is celebrating like he's got ice in his veins as he's running around first base. Hey, Michael Franco, I hate to break it to you. You blow. Who are you? Who are you to go ice in veins celebration mode when you guys just lost four in a row to the Phillies? You got swept in a doubleheader. You lose in embarrassing ways. And this team snatches life out of you all the damn time. Reese Hoskins, pinch hit in the 10th on Saturday night. Puts a single up the middle. That scores. Now, here's something that's troublesome. This is something that desperately needs to change. In the first inning on Saturday, Alec Boehm had bases loaded. Struck out. Okay. With two outs, bases loaded. I need a timely hit there, but whatever. In the 10th inning, bases loaded, no outs to just blow the game wide open. So then you don't have to worry about who's coming in in the 10th, even though it was Sir Anthony and he got a couple fly outs to left field to Kyle Schwarber and bang, the nail was in the coffin. So you did exactly what you needed to out of the guy that should have been in there with the ninth inning position. But I digress. Nick Castellanos, JT Real Muto, Odubel Herrera. All fail. All look awful. What are we doing here? It's similar to, not as bad, but it wasn't too long ago where we looked at an Odubel Herrera, Alec Bohm, Bryson Stott, they're all going down looking with bases loaded and zero outs. That's impossible. Now, I guess we're taking steps in the right direction. We're taking strides in the right direction. My point is, we have to succeed. We have to score runs. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I can't demand every player to get a hit because you're not going to get three straight hits out of Castellanos, JT, Odubel Herrera, right? That's not realistic. Someone might end up popping up, but mix in a double in the gap. Mix in one timely hit. Hell, how about you put it deep enough into the into, uh, into the uh, warning track power so at least there could be a tag up and now it's three to one instead of two to one. And then maybe the next person gets a hit that's being driven into the into the gap, into left center. And then that could at least score another. Now it's four to one. You feel the difference in pressure and intensity in a two-one ball game. It won't come back to bite you in the rear end when you're playing piss poor organizations. But it will possibly against San Diego. And it can possibly against some of these other teams. I know Atlanta's sneaking up on the schedule pretty soon. You think this Braves team goes, oh yeah, remember that first inning when Boom struck out? Watch this. Tax on three. Tax on two. Now you're down 2-0 or you're down 3-0. Instead of it being you lead 2-0 after the first inning, which then helps the pitchers with some comfortability, knowing that they have a lead, that they could pitch a little bit differently. Just like, God, I got, you know, my players got my back. I got a little run support. Everyone knows Aaron Nola doesn't get that same run support. I was trying to put it together on why Nola is shining as much as he does. And it might be because he understands that he has a team that can score for him. So if it does get into a dogfight 
Or if he does get touched up and a couple runs are scored and it's 2 nothing the opponent when Aaron Nola is out, he goes, dude, I got Schwarber on my team. I got Reese who's in a hot streak. You ever hear of Bryce Harper? Yeah, he's hitting over 300 again. And if you go look at his stats with the 15 homers and the RBI and all this stuff, OPS, it's right on track again with the two years that he won National League MVP. So he's doing it again. Look at this. Look at what I have behind me. Didi. I'll be all right. But then again, he's getting no decisions and he's not winning some of these games where he's pitching lights out. But uh, wow, I'm really impressed. There was a sequence in the sixth inning where Bryson Stott had a really bad throw to Alec Bohm over at first base, which allowed a base runner on. They might have scored it a hit. I think I went back to check. They might have. Alec Bohm was playing first that day because JT and Reese Hoskins had a day off, I believe. Oh, no. Maybe it wasn't JT. Oh, it was Bryce Harper and Reese Hoskins that both had the day off that day. So, no Reese. It was Alec Bohm. Alec Bohm missed a scoop that needs to uh, be picked off if you're going to be playing first base. That's something where, yes, yeah, stop. Make a better throw, dude. Right? Hit your first baseman in the chest. But it was in the dirt. And Alec Bohm lunges forward. It hits the 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 beginning of his wrist area. I mean, if you're going to be playing first base at some point, <laughs> that's why I keep telling people, moving him to first base is not going to change the disaster of his defensive woes. But this all goes back to a positive I'm trying to bring up. With Stott and Boehm, okay, there's a base runner on. Then Stott saves a run with a magnificent defensive play, and he slides, he ends up getting the baseball with that could have been a, a run scored, but he makes a stop, throws it at first base. So basically, at that point, it was a man on third, two outs. Aaron Nola. Big time strikeout to Cruz. <laughs> Nelson Cruz, who are you? After intentionally walking Juan Soda. I don't want to deal with Juan Soda. All right, let's get to Cruz. And his stuff, man, with the strikeouts and the off speed and just the way he's mixing up his pitches. Uh, it's obvious that he's fantastic right now with his location of the pitches and pinpoint accuracy and really using those corners nicely. But I'll tell you what. The way he has these hitters on their toes and guessing because they don't know what pitch is coming next, that's crucial for a guy that doesn't have velocity that will blow you away. Even though I am seeing some swing and misses on 94 or things of that nature, compared to a 97, 98, what you see today, and Aaron Nola has to have a mix-up and needs to be creative and unique on where his pitches are and what pitches he's throwing because he doesn't have things that will wow you to death. So when it's locked and loaded and when it's rocking and rolling, you see the difference on how these hitters are somewhat confused and they look dazed when that's the case. So I'm kind of bummed that they don't play today. <laughs> I, I really am. Uh, the way that they're at right now, uh, we do get Stanley Cup finals today, but I want a damn baseball game tonight. It, it's probably good, though, for Bryce Harper, who I miss dearly. I miss... Big time, you know? And I'm waiting for JT to get out of the slump. Big time. And I'm waiting for Nick Castellanos to get out of the slump. Big time. For Sunday's game, I know a couple guys had some rougher at-bats. Dede Gregorius is down to 280 
And if you don't know, I, I think I told you guys a couple episodes ago, I have a bet going with Tyrone Johnson where Didi Gregorius, by the end of the year, needs to hit 258 or above, and then I win, or 257 and below, he wins, and we're betting a pair of Jordan sneakers. So right now, Didi Gregorius, after going 0 for 4 on Sunday afternoon, he's now hitting 280. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. But he was hitting around 300 prior to a couple uh, rough at-bats there. Schwarber, he went one for four. Reese Hoskins, one for four. It's a weird lineup because no Bryce. So Didi hit third, even though the game before he hit second. And he shined when he hit second. He had a couple hits. In that two-to-one game, Didi hit second. He went two for five. Schwarber walked twice. See, you know, you get the production up at the top of the lineup and that just snowballs into the rest of the crew somewhat finding their identity and getting themselves some grooves. It's not crazy when you look back at it when Kyle Schwarber in the leadoff position and just in general when you're top of your lineup when Reese Hoskins is getting hot and he is batting second or things of that nature. Yeah, well, your number one guy's hitting a bunch of home runs and your number two guy's producing two. And then you know Bryce Harper's playing at an NL MVP level, so there's your top three guys. And then what comes into question is, sure, Castellanos and JT Realmuto, two individuals that I feel have more in them. And we need to study what Garrett Stubbs' play is going to look like in the next couple of weeks, knowing that JT Realmuto needs some time off and just has to reassess and hit the reset button. JT went one for three with a walk in that nine to three loss, but it's so hard to to really judge when it's a game to that level. Alec Boehm down to two fifty two singles McGee. You're always gonna get a you're always 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 gonna get a single out of Boehm when he gets a hit. Wait, are we playing Spencer Howard? I know he's. Where No, I don't think Spencer Howard's even with the team. I only say that because I see the chat talking about Spencer Howard. But no, they're playing John Gray versus Zach Wheeler on Wednesday. That's the pitching matchup there. And then Gibson versus Perez. Perez has an ERA of 2-1-0. But no, I don't think Spencer Howard has been up for quite some time. He got sent down early on. And let's see, let's look up his AAA stats. For whatever it's worth. If anybody cares about what Spencer Howard's doing right now, we'll give him a look here. He is 1-2 with a 4-4-6 ERA in 34 and one-third innings pitched with 44 strikeouts in eight games. It has 2022 stats two times here. One of them says he's 0-1 with a 12-15 ERA. And then the other one says one and two with a four four six ERA. Regardless, he stinks. It doesn't really matter to me where he's at or what he's doing because he's a bad, bad pitcher. Very bad, bad pitcher. It looks like the one for 2022 where it's a 12 ERA. That was his major league stats. <laughs> Come on, that can't be right. That that can't be right. That can't be right. Well, it looks like it's right. Ooh, all right. That's that's enough Spencer Howard talk. Um, 856-442-9805. Before we take your phone calls, let me tell you about Freestone Farm CBD. It is my favorite CBD brand because they farm it themselves with all organic inputs, and they offer only the highest quality genetics in their strains and extracts. 
Freestone Farm CBD has been amazing for me. I like using it after working out and before going to bed. It helps me sleep at night. What's even more exciting, our friends at Freestone Farms just unveiled an all-new strain menu with some awesome CBD at really reasonable prices. Check out their tropical-tasting Bayox that clocks in at 24.1% CBD. You can use promo code BRODES for 20% off at checkout at freestonefarmcbd.com. The link is down below in the description. Uh, We'll take our first call here. Amadeo. Good morning, Amadeo. How are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, enjoyed a nice Father's Day. How was your Father's Day? Yeah, it was good, man. I took uh, after work. I, I did work a, a shift yesterday, and after that, I took him out for some dinner, and then, uh, yeah, and then his birthday's Thursday, so it's a little bit of uh, the double dip. So do we go all out for one day? Do we do a little split job? You know what I mean? What do we do here? So we're going to do another dinner on Thursday. Yeah, it definitely sounds nice. And what also sounds nice is the uh, Phillies taking four out of five from a very terrible Washington national team. Oh, my goodness, they suck. Yeah, they're really horrendous. I, I, there's a few things I'll nitpick that didn't make me feel great, which is getting hits with bases loaded. Or I, I really dislike what they did with Zach Eflin, knowing he was only going to go two or three innings. It's like I'm not devaluing what three innings would do for a team that doesn't have such a great bullpen. But, I, I mean, what was that? If that's what you're going to get out of it, well, then it's it's stupid in my opinion. You set him up for failure. Yeah, exactly. And I guess one of the major bright spots that you could take from this series is looking at your top two guys in the rotation, Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, with the seasons that they're doing. I think the one big thing for Aaron Nola this year that we didn't see last year, his command is like 20 times better, and he's not walking guys. He's just going out there, pounding the strike zone, basically just challenging challenging guys, hey, hit my stuff, I dare you. That's basically what he's doing. He, absolutely, and I, I love the fact that you brought up the walks because I had something highlighted that I wanted to get to where I took a screenshot of some statistics of how great Aaron Nola has been doing. This is from Joe Trezza on Twitter. Aaron Nola just issued his first free pass in 34 and two-third innings, an intentional walk to Juan Soto. So that was them putting him on on purpose. He'd face 133 consecutive batters without a walk. That's the fourth longest such streak by a Phillies pitcher in the expansion era, which is since 1961. That's how dominant he has been in regards to not putting players on base. It took an intentional walk to force that to break up. That's remarkable. And I'm now at the point again where with Aaron Nola, it's I'm in awe watching. It's been a while since I felt that way. It's been a while since I had an excitement level. Zach Wheeler is pure joy for me. There's a different sense of urgency when I walk around the house. I'm making my cup of coffee at 7 a.m., 7.30. And it's, oh, yeah, yeah, by 7.05 p.m. tonight, yeah, Zach Wheeler is on the bump. Zach Wheeler is going to take control of this game and win you a game. Aaron Nola no longer is keeping you involved. He's out there to dominate and win the baseball. He's uh, win the baseball game. He's there to win you the game. Now, if you don't get the run support, you don't get the run support, but he's pitching gem-worthy stuff. And the fact that I am this excited to watch him compete whenever it's his turn around the, the five-man rotation, it feels good. It does. It feels good, and I'm happy for him. I doubted him. I won't run away from that. Of course I doubted him. Yes, I doubted him because he stunk. 
And there were reasons to be nervous if he would ever be able to shake all that off and get back to an Aaron Nola that was crazy good. But to his credit, here he goes. Tweaked some things. Mechanics were being questioned. And now he's not putting guys on base for free. When you do that, it hurts. When you're watching a Brad Hand, if you're watching someone put someone off first base, you go, yeah, it's probably going to bite you. Well, when you're not doing that, it's special. All right, back to the phones we go. Hello, good morning. Hey, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing today? I'm so happy the Phillies are finally putting it together, man. I, I know. I'm, I'm from South Carolina, so I have to live with all these Braves fans. So it's it's always tough. Yeah. But, uh, to be fair, this Braves team, uh, you know, they have reasons to be as cocky as they, they are, these fans down in Atlanta. I mean, if you can even call them fans, I don't really know where that stands. I mean, Atlanta Hawk fans, and I'll use air quotes and all, and, you know, I don't know where they really are in regards to die hard and belief. But, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I can understand. If I lived in Atlanta and I grew up there, I'd be probably annoying to you as well. <laughs> it's tough. But – have you noticed how the Phillies, whenever Aaron Nola is pitching, the offense is dead. They can't get a hit to save their lives. It, it like, hurts me. <laughs> it hurts yeah, me it... watching him pitch eight innings and not get a single, like, a crumb of help from the offense. Yeah, I mean, it's just unfortunate it keeps landing on days where he is pitching. I don't think it's, I mean, at some point, maybe you do recognize it after three, four games or so. It's, hey, you know, we're once again, sort of like with Joe Girardi, you're holding the bat too tight and you're trying to do too much because you're trying to get that run support instead of just allowing it to happen throughout the game and just let the game come to you and you'll produce those runs normally because that's what you do every other time around the starting rotation. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it's because there's anything other than it's just unfortunately happens, and it's the timing of when Aaron Nola is taking the mound more so than anything else. I do wonder, though, after so many times of recognizing that this specific person isn't getting the run support, if it does become a little bit of a we have to get the monkey off of her back for Nola kind of thing. Yeah. All right, well, th- I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for calling in. Maybe next time I, I should have asked, but... Did you grow up in Atlanta and then just embrace the Phillies because you wanted to be different? Did you spend time here in Philadelphia growing up and then you moved down to Atlanta at some point and and then got that accent because that accent to me sounded very strong? Okay, that's where we're going to end today's show, this morning's show. I got some things I got to take care of today. I want to thank everybody so much for hanging out with me. If you're new to the channel, hit the subscribe button. Hit that thumbs up button as well. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you're looking to buy tickets to go to any event out there, SeatGeek promo code BRODES gets you $20 off. That eliminates all those fees. So make sure you get yourself to a game today. And then TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, at Broads Media. Hit the follow button. Thank you guys all so much for hanging out with me. I will catch you on the next one.